grace and mercy and peace be unto you from God our Father and from our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The text for today comes from our psalm for today, Psalm 27, focusing especially on verse 4. One thing have I asked of the Lord that I will seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. Dear friends in Christ, sweet hour of prayer, sweet hour of prayer. I have to admit that I'm a touch more jaded when it comes to thinking of prayer than that hymn writer was. I would probably have opened with this, sweet hour of prayer, sweet hour of prayer, who has that kind of time to spare. This is the seventh Sunday of Easter, and we are focusing on holy conversation. But I have to admit that not all my conversations with God have been holy or even wholesome on my end. I learned from an early age to pray. As my family was a praying family, prayers before and after every meal, prayers before bed, now I lay me down to sleep, I pray the Lord my soul to keep, and guide me safely through the night and wake me with the morning light. My mom stayed away from the more morbid version, if I die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to, to take. My mom had enough to deal with with me without having to field questions like, am I going to die tonight? What's going to cause that? So we stuck with the more cheery version, guide me safely through the night and wake me with the morning light. And since I am still here and I no longer pray that particular prayer, God did in indeed guide me safely through the night and woke me with the morning light. But as I said, not all of my prayers have been holy conversations with God or wholesome banter between a creature and his creator. Well, why not? Well, to be honest, I have not always received what I have asked for from the Lord. I have begged the Lord for relief from pains, release from struggles, refuge from burdens, and recourse from bad choices, and I have not always received from God the response that I want. When I have told some of my fellow Christians about my struggles or pain or trial or tribulation, some of them have responded, perhaps you need to pray more. Perhaps you need to have more faith. Perhaps you need to trust more. Admittedly, I need all of these things. But it made me feel like God's ears were opened by my faithfulness. They would quote such passages from James saying, the prayer of the righteous man is powerful and effective. If you have ever struggled in prayer, wondered whether the Lord was listening or begged him to pay attention, then perhaps you are where I am in the mystery and midst of this holy conversation. If you have ever begged the Lord to heal you or someone you love, lift a burden, lessen a trial, loose a trouble from your soul, and if you've wondered, God, are you listening? Perhaps you're like me or the people of Israel when Isaiah says of them, in distress they sought you, O Lord, they poured out a whispered prayer when your discipline was upon them. I have banked on Jesus' own words to the disciples. Whatever you ask in prayer, you will receive if you have faith. Sweet hour of prayer. Sometimes I barely make it two minutes before my head hits the pillow and I close my eyes, or I'm distracted, or I wonder why I'm asking for the same bloody thing over and over again. So what is prayer? Do we change God's mind? Does he change ours? If he knows what we need already, why bother asking? 
Dear friends in Christ, for the sake of God's Son, Jesus, God, our Father, hears you. God hears your prayers, always. And for what should we pray? Ultimately, that God's will is done. I have prayed to make rent. I have prayed to get out of bad situations of my own making. I have prayed for health and wealth and safety and troubles to end and new beginnings to come. I have prayed for my family. I have prayed for your family. And through it all, God uses prayer to draw us to himself. For all of our asks in prayer, what we truly want, maybe even when we're not thinking about it, is that God's will be done. And what is God's will? That you come to the end of your days here through this veil of tears with your faith in his one and only son, Jesus, intact. God wants you to be with him in eternity. The psalmist's prayer today aligns with the Lord's will when he prays, One thing have I asked, that I will seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord forever, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord, and to inquire in his temple. The psalmist longs for one thing. He longs after Zion. He longs after heaven. He longs to remain his whole life in the vicinity of the house of the Lord. Can all prayers really boil down to that? When Mary and Martha entertain Jesus for a meal in their home, Martha worries over the meal and Mary sits at Jesus' feet to hear the words of salvation. When Martha asks if the Lord cares about Mary not helping her, remember his words to her and to us. Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion and it will not be taken away from her. One thing. One thing is needful, that for which we pray. One thing which we ask, that we may dwell in the house of the Lord forever. The things of this life, the temporal things, they divide us, while the things of God unite us. Look at this divided world and the worry it causes, the pain it causes, the death it causes. We are split as people of the world along political lines, separated by arrows on a grocery store floor. We argue, mask or no mask. We argue, vaccine, no vaccine. Between saber-rattling of nations, the groans of this world under a pandemic, the cry of the impoverished, the war-torn, the scared and the oppressed, it's not hard to see how divided this world is. And yet, Paul says that we as Christians are not. Not when we gather in the house of prayer of our Father to receive the one thing that's needful. The one thing that unites us is this that God sent his only begotten son in the, in the flesh to take on our enemies, sin and death and the devil. God saw us in the day of trouble and sent his son in the flesh to die on the cross for all of our sins. He has covered us over with his blood in the waters of baptism and lifts us out of death by his resurrection from the tomb. All of this the psalmist knows when he says, for he will hide me in his shelter in the day of trouble. He will conceal me under the cover of his tent. He will lift me high upon a rock. And now my head shall be lifted up, he says, above my enemies all around me. In Christ, we are exalted and victorious over our enemies, sin, death, 
and the devil. And we, like the psalmist, have an ardent longing to dwell in the house of the Lord forever. When we pray, God takes our gaze and he fixes it on Christ, who gives us a promise of an eternal future with him. Christ puts our sin in the past on the cross with him and extends our future to eternity with him. God chains our gaze not on the things of this world, but to his son. Though our fathers and our mothers forsake us, the Lord has taken up your cause and he died to bring you salvation. Why can we pray with such confidence that the Lord will hear us? Because we are children of God. Because when we cry to our Father who is in heaven, he is gracious and answers us for the sake of his Son. Because the Lord is our light and our salvation, and thus whom shall we fear? We can come before the creator of heaven and earth and call him Father. And we can call his Son, Brother, Savior, Lord, and Friend. Because he has given us forgiveness of sins and faith unto life everlasting. Prayer is a mystery. We are not forgiven because we pray for forgiveness. We are forgiven in Christ and thus we pray for forgiveness knowing it has been granted. We are not granted salvation because we pray for it. We are granted salvation for the sake of Christ and thus we pray for salvation knowing it has been granted to us for the sake of Jesus. In our prayers, we can take heart and wait for the Lord for he has given us forgiveness and has promised to take us home to be with him at the end of this life. Come what may, pain or pestilence, disease or desolation or death, salvation is ours in Christ Jesus. Tonight, dear friends, you can lay you down to sleep knowing that the Lord your soul will keep and if you die tonight or not, your Savior's promised. Your soul, he's God. Amen. And now let us pray. The peace of God which passes all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in and through Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen. Hi, Pastor Sai here. I hope this message was encouraging for you. At Riverbend Lutheran Church, our goal is to support Christians in their daily walk with God and in proclaiming the love of Christ to a lost and broken world. We're a small and inviting congregation welcoming any and all who are sinful, hurting, seeking, or simply broken. Whether you're already a Christian and are looking for a church home or you're undecided about your faith and looking for answers, you are welcome here. We have a number of programs for all ages and walks of life. Sunday mornings we have worship followed by educational programs for all ages. Please join us. For more information, you can visit us online at www.riverbendlutheran.com Call us at 780-430-7382 or email me at pastor at riverbendlutheran.com. Better yet, stop in for a visit. Until then, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with his favor and grant you his peace.